For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the mismatch presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus in person select dates. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. Welcome to The Mismatch. I'm Chris Vernon. And joining me as he does every Tuesday from TheRinger.com is Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Bomber, Kevin O'Concert, Kevin O'Climber, Kevin O'Candyland, Kevin O'Cannabis, Kevin O'Conflict, Kevin O'Killian, Kevin! out. I can feel it in my heart this morning. This is going to be a great episode. I don't know why. I can feel it. I'm hopeful. I can feel it. Well, we are in the real home stretch of the season. Most of Woo. these teams have 10 games left, and there is a tremendous amount to be decided. Um, not only the playoff matchups, but also... Probably a good amount of the awards. Um, mm. We're going to get to all of it. Also talk about some of the injuries that are impacting these teams and some guys that could be coming back that could be very impactful. Kev, on, the, on either side, we have the hottest teams in the East. It's the Celtics and the Bucks. Those are the two teams that are the hottest right now. Well, we'll see if that remains leading into the playoffs, but there's very little reason to believe it will not. Both of these teams have been very good for an extended amount of time now. Uh, the Bucks got uh, Pat Connaughton back. They got Brooke Lopez back recently, and so their roster looks a lot better than it did even just a few weeks ago. And the Celtics have just kept on humming. You know, I got to ask you, Kev, Think they have a chance at the NBA Finals? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, let me let me tell you this: Boston, they win last night against OKC. 
Um, no Rob Williams. Uh, you know, they're missing key guys. Uh, no Marcus Smart. Grant Williams. Uh, he had another great night, 20 points last night, 7 of 14. I know it's against OKC and all those guys there, but Grant Williams, he he has figured things out in that Celtics rotation. He's one of the best small ball centers in all of basketball. And this speaks to what I'm saying with Boston being uh, an actual finals contender. They can play anyway. They can play small. They can play big with Robert Williams and Al Horford. They can have Williams on ball with the cent- against the center, off ball against the wing, and wreaking havoc inside. They can play any which way. They can beat you any which way. Do you believe they have a chance to win the NBA Finals, Chris? I would still put them <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. I, I think uh, it could be interesting because this is evolving. I will mm-hmm. say. Yep. I would still put them behind Miami. I would still put them behind Milwaukee. Philly, though? I mean... Brooklyn, though, you know, if you know that this isn't changing and Brooklyn is not going to get Kyrie for road or for uh, home games, that's a huge that's deal. Huge. It's a yeah. huge deal. Big. And you have to you have to factor that in, right? At full strength, we have no idea on Simmons. As of right now, Kyrie cannot play home games. So Boston, especially with the way they're playing, you know, it's not easy to just throw together one of your highest usage guys with a guy that was already your highest usage guy. And I'm speaking of Philly here. And I think that Philly, um, and this is with them getting the great effort from Maxi last night, but I watch Philly and I don't sit there and go, yeah, they'd be Boston. Like, I don't know. That would be a hell of a series. It would be a hell of a series. I I think full-strength Miami and full-strength Milwaukee are still stronger teams and the quest to get past one of those. I still would be surprised if Boston were able to win a seven-game series against either one of those. But the list has gone down to that. The list has gone down to that. Hmm. You know, if I thought that they were, you know, as this has evolved, you know, that maybe there were four teams that they would struggle with, then three, now there's two. And and again, I'm not saying that they would beat Philadelphia, but they could. They could. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would only be surprised if Brooklyn beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series or Miami in a seven-game series. So. They're, they're certainly, uh, as this has continued, um, getting higher and higher on my list. And if they're in the East Finals, I mean, I never, I never contended that they couldn't be in the East Finals. The NBA Finals is a different story. And I do think they would still have two that I would be surprised if they beat, but they have been absolutely outstanding. Great. And we're going to find out. You know, when when it comes down to it and it's one team versus one team and you get to game plan just for that team, not these one-off games, we're going to find out a lot about all these teams. So, in a way, when I heard you say that, I was thinking to myself, uh, for me, the hurdle is 
are they actually the team to beat in the East? Like, I'm not sure. Like, are, could, do you think that they could secretly, like, you are in a place right now where your, your, your opinion of them is rising step by step. Correct. Um, you're seeing your increasing confidence every step of the way. They're continuing to sustain success. They're proving themselves to you over the course of the season. Do you think there's any chance that they are secretly actually the best team in the East? Is there any chance of that, that as we continue through this process, that we find out, oh, yeah, wow, Boston, the team with two top 15 to 20 guys and an elite defense, actually is the best team in the Eastern Conference and is this crazy story turned on what they were early in the year to now? It could, be, it, could be, it could be so. It could be that, you know. Because they have what you loved about Miami before the season with the defense. Yeah. They have the scores, the talent level, too. The pieces are there. Mm-hmm. I think it is more about the way th- those, those other teams that you're going up against, Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. They're going to be tough. Tyler Hero. Tough. Tyler oh, Hero's man. been unbelievable since the All-Star. Yeah. Ball. Unbelievable. Like he's I mean, they, they, the they got shooters. They got Robinson, Struess. Yeah. They got versatile defenders. They got Martin. Yeah, uh, they get they get good role players. They they get the the Heat have everything too. It's it's just and they're I mean, less dependent th- upon Tatum. You know and what I'm saying, yeah, like if if Tatum has like if Tatum's not good, if Tatum's not great. Now the trick is he has been great over and over and over again. And maybe it is just one of those where he's he can be great over the course of a seven game series. He is. So great that it doesn't matter. But, I mean, it's giving credit to these veteran-laden teams are usually the ones. And I do think that you have to give the credit to Milwaukee. They've gotten those two guys back, which is a big help to them. uh, Pat Connaughton and Brooke Lopez. And their record with their guys has still been fantastic this year. When they have had Holiday and they have had Middleton and they have had Giannis, they have been great. And so I think it is, could they secretly be the best team? It would certainly be the story. We would look back and we would say that, but, or I would, I'll just say that. Yeah. If you think they are secretly the best team, um, I'm not here to tell you that that's crazy. I mean, they have, played at an insane level for now a sample size that has grown immensely. Like at some point you just have to accept it. They're awesome. I mean I guess, I guess that's the the last hurdle for me for them in the in the Eastern Conference is like are they actually going to be my pick to go to the finals? Uh, I I haven't changed off of, you know, probably Bucks right now. Um like but, but at the moment because I'm Sixers you're fading a little bit as you said. Um but then again you're reminded of of what they can be at certain times when you see Tyrese Maxey go off without Harden and Embiid last night. I mean, he was absolutely tremendous down the stretch for Philadelphia. Um, so there's still a chance there. They were my they were my uh, post-All-Star pick. Uh, my preseason pick was the Nets, but we still don't know about Kyrie, as, as you said. Um, I mean, like right now, it's really, you know, Bucks. You know, Sixers, Celtics in that mix. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Even in the in the even in the West, dude. Well, you didn't even mention the Heat. That's mine. And I, yeah, I and mean, that's your pick. Yeah, and and even in the West, it's unclear right now too. Chris Paul's not back yet. Uh, the Warriors have all their injuries. 
we just don't know right now with anybody. It may it's going to end up making it a lot of fun yeah. because now with some of those teams that have been very good, uh, a little bit lower in the standings, it's made it much more deep, much more interesting, <laughs> including the aforementioned Minnesota Timberwolves. And I thought last night was going to be a great barometer. Okay, so they've had this run. They've been unbelievable in the month of March. Unbelievable. Like, I think I heard Rosillo say number one offense, number three defense going into last night. And so now you're going to play in a big-time environment against a very good team that is very difficult to be good offensively against in that Dallas team. Mm. And they went all the way to the wire with them. All the way. That was a great basketball game. A great game. There were so many big shots. The the town's dunk, the passes by Dallas, the shot making. And Minnesota is dangerous, Kevin. Like, they did a bang-up job on Luka last night. I mean, it does say something about Dallas. Beverly, dude. I mean, it it does say something about Dallas. That Dallas was able to win despite the very poor shooting night from Doncic. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to give them credit for that. Their defense keeps them in everything. Uh, But Minnesota, who I thought this was going to be a good test, right? Okay, this has been, been a hell of a run. But now... This is this is a good barometer because Dallas plays a slowdown game that can mimic what you're going to get into in the playoffs. And I thought I thought Minnesota absolutely held their own. Didn't that feel like a playoff atmosphere did. there, right? I mean, it did. It, not, not not even just the the uh the excitement of the game or just the the, the crowd level. The, the toughness, the way it was officiated, everything of that in that game felt like a playoff game. And look, he is, I know people have had their issues with, I myself have with Pat Bev. That's He's tough. That's a culture changer too. He mm-hmm. is. It reminds me so much of years ago when the insertion of Tony Allen just changed Everything, because when you have a guy like that, when you have a guy that is that competitive, when you have a guy that is that (laughs) fired up, when you have a guy that's that kind of energy and it never wavers, it's just all the time and that the other team hates, I see it bleeding over to those other guys. Oh, yeah. You see, Cat, I mean, this is game on the line stuff. When is the last time you saw Cat, instead of just settling for that three, takes it off the dribble from the top of the key and just hammers one down on Luca? And I'm like, Jesus. Like, it's that dunk bled was over. Nuts, dude. Huh? <laughs> hey, that dunk was nuts. He's mean mugging on the way back. Oh, <laughs> I love I to mean, see it. <laughs> and you see him, uh, it's just so, you see him up in Doncic, just giving him all kinds of problems, clapping in his face and all this stuff, just annoying him. And that stuff does carry over. It does to the other guys. You can see it. And that team is not, that's no picnic. Yeah. That is I no mean, picnic. 
listen, man, like both of these teams, both Dallas and Minnesota, Dallas and both of them feel like teams that believe in themselves and mm-hmm. who they are and they embrace who they are as a team. I mean, that final minute for Dallas, you got Luca to Dorian Finney-Smith making a great pass for a three-pointer, Dinwiddie making a quick, you know, pass within the flow of the offense to get at the Bullock for a huge three. You got these guys, Luca and Dinwiddie, or Winwiddie, Winwiddie with a W, as Dallas fans are calling him, uh, making the extra pass when they've been the dudes hitting the winners recently. Dinwiddie, of course, had his back-to-back games with the, the game-winning shots. But I, I just, I think this team has a, a selflessness to it and the way in which they operate around Luca, And then with Minnesota, they, this team's just bought into who they are. It's a different guy each night. The toughness that you mentioned, that Rusillo stat, they still are number one in defensive rating this month. Sl- sl- slid down slightly in offensive rating, but still top three. I don't understand them either, Kevin, because they were amazing defensively at the beginning of the year. And Th- then, then they, they fell off. <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> fell off like 30th. Yeah. Yeah, cratered, cratered. Yeah, they became like one of the yeah. worst defenses, and, and now they're now they're back to both. <laughs> <laughs> you figure them out. I know. Aren't they a confusing team? Yes, you know, but they they are. But I don't know. I, I, with Minnesota, they they just seem like a team that has belief in themselves. Not that they're necessarily going to win a round or two, but it just seems like a team that is taking that first step, like we've seen with young teams do many many times before, including your Grizzlies. We're at this place with the Wolves where you got so much young talent and Edwards, Cat, and D'Lo, Vanderbilt. It, it, the it list goes on, and this is going to be their first experience, but it should only get better from here, you'd hope, with I'll the tell infrastructure you this, they have. As, as someone who keeps up with what the Grizzlies are doing every day, them moving up to six is not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. Not with all the Murray news. That's come yeah. out, not with the coach saying he's not even close. You know, this idea that you may not even see Murray, if he's not even close, and that's the quote, wasn't and even Den- close. And Denver seems tired, too. Well, uh, they, they've fallen I mean, you're off. just putting a lot on Jokic. I know. To, I mean, and I would rather, I would absolutely rather face Denver in their current state than Minnesota. Minnesota is an issue. Minnesota will be an issue for Min- or for Golden State. You watch. They will. They'll be an issue for them. A full-strength Warriors? Yes. Mm, I don't know about that. Yes, they will. Full-strength Warriors? They're not getting, I'm saying they're not getting trashed in that series. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you there. That's not all like I'm a saying. 4-0 sweep. They're not, they're no, not a no, 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 no. And that's the difference. Yeah. We, I think we looked and we thought the top of these standings, like, we thought the East is going to be a bear, but the West, there's like West. a big division. The West is actually going to have, because of Minnesota playing the way they have, because we don't know the wild card that is the Lakers yeah. and what they can bring to the table or whoever ends up seven and eight. I mean, when you're talking about seven and eight possibly being a team with Jokic and a team with LeBron on them. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Now, I mean, like that's. Uh, do you think if you're the Suns, are you at all worried about LeBron playing at the level he is now, leading the league at scoring? Are you worried about AD coming back and being healthy, and Russell Westbrook now playing 
much better basketball? Are you at all worried if you're the Suns? My only concern would be my own team and Paul. Okay. Oh, they're eight and two in their last ten, Kevin. Yeah, the, 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 Suns, the Suns are the Suns are rolling. That still. has that has proven to be uh, a team that is not just totally dependent upon Paul. But in the playoffs, I if I'm Phoenix, I'm not worried about any of these teams as long as I've got my guy. Not, not even the Lakers. You're, you're not no. even worried. Not a if little I've got bit. my guy. Not a little bit. Doesn't doesn't LeBron James always give you a chance? Well, sure, but I, uh, the Suns are so much better than them. Yeah, so much better. Hey, than I, them. I'm just I'm just asking the question. Look, if you don't have Chris Paul, I'd be a little worried. But if you've got Chris Paul, I I would not be that concerned. Or or how about a limited Chris Paul? I mean, he was limited last year. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Yep. It was limited last year. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Tired of paying for cable TV? Switch to Hulu Plus Live TV today to watch over 95 live channels for sports, news, shows, and more. Plus, you'll get access to Hulu's entire streaming library with access to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus all in one plan. No long-term contract, no hidden fees, and no clunky cable box. Get Hulu Plus Live TV today. Live TV plan required. Restrictions apply. Access content from each service separately. Learn more at Hulu.com. But, I mean, the truth is, with all of these, looking at the status, there's really, you know, you saw that game last night, and I think that there were those that opined, maybe rightly, that it was a jockey for position thing with Philadelphia sitting in bead, sitting hard in, in last night's game, that uh, the way you're seeing some of these teams like maybe try to stay away from Brooklyn is is something that's out there. I, I look at those standings and I go, there's just no way to do this. With, with the, all of them bunched like that and not knowing what the other teams are going to be doing, I don't think I don't think you can maneuver. I really don't no. because it would be hilarious. What would be hilarious is if like Brooklyn goes like eight and two or nine and one down the stretch and then they end up six and now you've done all you could to get away from two. So you weren't going to face Brooklyn and you've played yourself right into three and now you're going to mm-hmm. see them because they're sixth. It's I possible. mean, it's not, it's not out of the question. Or how about this? What if they lose a one-off? What if they lose the one-off game? Yep, and then they slide into the the eight, the eight seed, which would mean facing the one. And the same thing goes with what's going on in the Western Conference because you can't really jockey around with that because let's say Denver has to go. Uh, they, they let's say they end seven. Now they got to play the Clippers. Okay, now you would think they just take care of business, but. This Ty Lue is friggin' Merlin. Like, I don't know how they've won the games they have won, and it's a one-game set. You could get shocked there. And then next thing you know, the Clippers are the friggin' seven seed. <laughs> you know? Like, I just don't think there's any way to do this. Like, the teams that are trying to, if you're trying to stay away from a matchup, I think it's a fool's errand. Especially with, Everybody after Miami completely bunched up. 
until you get th- those three teams, really. All yeah, bunch the, the the Sixers 44 and 27, the Bucks 44 and 27, the Celtics 45 and 28. So that Two, there's three, three teams and you don't know the motivations is really hard. Even even the Bulls are only two back. They just got Patrick Williams back in the lineup. Granted, they haven't beaten anybody. We haven't even mentioned them on this whole pod. I they know. They haven't beaten anybody this season, which is still one of the craziest stats in all of basketball well, so and far uh, this year. They, that was a real letdown last night. I was really hoping to see just what Miami-Philly would look like. Yeah, I know. Because we got nice. robbed of it the last time around. Mm-hmm. Right, Harden sat out when they went down there. What, what do we make? What do we, we make of Philly winning that game, though? What do we make of that? Because Miami's pretty much full strength. They got most of their guys. They got their stars. They played heavy minutes. They, you know, Bam plays thirty six minutes. Butler plays thirty five. It's not like Miami was wasn't trying to win that game. They were. Yeah, I just Ma- think Maxi Maxi went off. I think yeah, Maxi went off, and I think it's impossible to shake. Milton went off off the bench too. I think, it's a, I think it's impossible to know what to take out of it because that's not the team you would face. It, but is there anything anything to take out of it in favor of Philly's other guys? Anything? Oh, sure. That's been the main. That's but been I mean, the main but, 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 but I would. But I would argue. The trick has been, can you get that out of those guys when you have your guys? Harden and Embiid absorbing the majority of the touches. Right. With the way you're playing, you know, when those guys are in the lineup, can you still get that out of those guys? There's no question. I love Max. I love Max. I think Harden, one of the things that bothers me with Harden what happened to the spot up threes? Like he doesn't shoot off the catch anymore. I mean, if you're playing with Joel Embiid and you're playing with Tyrese Maxey, those guys are going to get their touches. They're going to get their shots, but they're also going to get their passes in. And Harden needs to be ready off the catch. And there's been so many times since he got traded to Philadelphia where it's like he catches the ball and immediately goes into an ISO or he dribbles once, step back, sidestep. It's like, he used to be a great spot up shooter back in OKC early days in Houston. What what happened to that? Like what why why isn't he just shooting cleanly off the catch anymore? He has that in in him. And I think in this Philly team, the the nature of this roster and Maxi and Embiid specifically would lend itself to Harden bringing that aspect of his game back. Um, but for some reason, it still isn't there. And I wonder I wonder if maybe it's just literally changing your habits. And he needs to again. Or or if it's like he doesn't want to. I don't know. We'll see. Well, and it does take a while to fit in. It does, yeah. That's that's why, you know, I'm I'm kind of giving a pass. The odd thing to me is the, you know, and I know they always say like, oh, it's maintenance for this or they're resting it for this. Like, I would try to get the maximum amount of games to get those guys in a flow together. And they have not played... To get even since that trade, it feels like, you know, there's a game here, a game there, especially against, you know, some better opponents too, that those guys aren't in the lineup together. I See, would tr- the, uh, I think Harden might actually be hurt though. I really do. I, I bet he's probably actually hurt. And that's not based off of any information except Maybe. for the fact except for the fact that he has sucked. Because you remember Remember the first, you know, three, four games with Harden after the All-Star break? And he looks quick. He looks fully energized. 
He has not looked like that the last week plus. His last seven games. He looked like that leading up to that Brooklyn game when they ripped his heart out and pissed on it. But the... <laughs> that's what happened. It, that's it, when it, he it, got hurt. No, no, his, his game before that against the Bulls wasn't good either. His first missed game, as you said, was against Miami. Since that game that he missed, he's played seven games. He's shooting 27% from three, 35% from the field. I mean, the scoring is not there. The burst is not there. The energy is not there. My gut tells me that Hammy or something is a problem. He probably he probably heard it running them steps in Wells Fargo. <laughs> you remember that video after the game? Yeah, I'm like, I what know, the yeah. F is this? I know. Yeah, after playing a game, right? That was post-game, right? That's probably what he did. Yeah, relax. Go home, man. Play yeah. some Warzone. Relax. Chill yeah. out. I mean, <laughs> he, he, look, I, you can't get hurt. You know, you probably put, he probably put a lot of strain on himself, you know, playing hard for the first time in a year and a half. <laughs> You know, it's the first time he ran. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't just go out there and just start running and then running steps. You know what I mean? You got to ease back into it, James. He hadn't done anything for a year and a half, and he's like trying to go full blast for the honeymoon period. He he doesn't seem 100%. That, that's, that's what I suspect. He's not 100%. Oh, okay. Um, I thought he had the Miami flu. Maybe not. Uh, injuries could greatly alter things, including James Harden's possibly. How about the guy he got traded for? Ben these, Simmons, yeah. What happened to him? stories are not great. No, they're not. See, I mean, see a, lot, a lot of bad news around Ben Simmons' back. It's scary. A herniated a disc shot thing in the back, a herniated disc. Hmm. I mean, yeah. look, my, my, my producer here in Memphis, Roser, who you know, he just got one removed. Herniated yeah. disc in yes. his back. He had a herniated disc in his back and it finally got to the point where he needed to get surgery. And because it was, it, 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 it leans up against your nerve and it then shoots down your leg. You remember like the, the, you hear about people when they've got back problems and they think it's a leg problem first in some cases. In fact, that is exactly what happened with Draymond. Draymond was a member. It was his leg. And yep. then they say, oh, it's not his leg. It actually originates from his back. Yeah. And backs are, I mean, they keep, it's very bizarre what's coming out about him. It's like he's got, the, he got an epidural. He's got a herniated disc. But they expect him back. It's like, what? I, what? I don't get it. I, d- I don't understand. I wonder, I wonder if this is them being them as in the Nets and clutch the Simmons camp being as cautious as possible for as long as possible to try to get it as right as possible until it's the point where, okay, time to play through this. And, and that comes with the risks by not having a guy play. But, but I will say this, the role that Ben Simmons is going to have to play for that team, I, I don't think it's going to take long for him to get integrated as long as he embraces being Bruce Brown. If you embrace being Bruce Brown, it's not going to take you long to get integrated into the system. So maybe they're banking on he can come in right away, even if his first game with the with the Nets <laughs> were like a playing game. <laughs> it's absurd to think about, but it's not impossible. You know, it's like pickup, right? That's what it feels like with Brooklyn. They're just playing pickup. So we'll take Ben. We'll take Ben tonight. Well, and badly needed. If you're playing at home, 
because those are the games that you don't have Kyrie Irving. Um, said Ben Simmons had been diagnosed with a herniated disc in his back. The Nets remain optimistic that, Nat, uh, that he'll play at some point this season, but time is quickly running out. He had an epidural last week to alleviate some pressure in his back. He's had this thing, uh, he had this a couple years ago, so he's had herniated discs throughout his career at some point, Steve Nash said, and I guess there was a flare-up. I'm not sure when they recognized it was beyond a back flare-up and a herniated disc or whatnot, but somewhere along the line, that was the reason for the epidural. He said that Nash, uh, I'm sorry, Nash said that Simmons had an MRI on his back so that the organization could figure out what was causing the discomfort. Nash said, I've had the same issues, but they're all really unique and different. So it's really hard for me to share my my experiences with it because my back was totally different. You never know, blah, 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 blah. That came from Nick Friedle. Um, Who knows? I mean, they remain optimistic that he could come back, but uh, then there's the other article that says timeline unclear. Find it hard to believe. The guy hasn't played basketball in over a year. Now you're going to put him out there with a a back that he's already had a damn epidural for? I don't buy it. So you think it. there's a chance he's that he out doesn't play entire year? Absolutely, and I, 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 think I would there's agree. A I would agree too. I mean, I, when I say what I just said, if about you're getting a shot in your back. back and you haven't played in a year, well, what I'm saying is, is if he if he's dealt with this for a long time, which we know he's had some back issues, I wonder, like I said, if at some point it's like okay, time just to play, time just to play and maintain, or but, but he might just be out. The entire year it might be to the point that he might require a surgery. You never know. But for Brooklyn here, they're in a situation where they're still winning games without him. They beat Utah. That's a big win. That's a big win against that Utah team because they, they've had some good wins as well recently. With the Nets, you got Bruce Brown playing the role that Ben Simmons is going to play. Dragic starting in place of Kyrie Irving. Can the Nets, without Simmons and without full-time Irving, still make a run? around Kevin Durant with the other guys that they have, or they are like an early flame out after getting to the play-in tournament. They're just a first-round exit without those guys. Look, I never, wanna, I, I never want to bank against Durant. That no. being said, they need that law changed because they're, they're, they're the road team. Against Milwaukee, against yeah. Miami, against Boston. What about yeah. against Philly? I mean... Even then, with Harden and Embiid, you'd still, you know, pick against Brooklyn? I mean, I just feel like even if you've got a chance to... The, the reason I say this is um, it is, you know, you can argue it's in their advantage because Kyrie gets to play the road game. So those would be the first two of a series and you could catch those wins. My issue is how many times do we see the, the road team that wins the series... You know, if a road team wins the series... It's a lot more rare to do it by winning a game seven on the road. It's more common that you would close somebody out in six on your home court. And the idea that they wouldn't have him for a game six and then be forced to go play a game seven against one of those good teams in their arenas. I mean, they certainly wouldn't be favored in a game seven against those teams in their arenas, but uh, look, you got you got Durant. You got a puncher's chance at anything. He didn't have anything running with him last year. He didn't have anything running with him. Last, he's got a better. Durant's got more around him now 
than he did a year ago because he didn't have Kyrie and he really didn't have Harden. And he's trying to, you know, if his foot's not on the line, he might have knocked out Giannis. So I can't bank against him. Sure. You definitely can't. And, and I still think, I mean, my gut tells me that law is still going to be changed. You get Eric Adams in New York, New York last, last week talking about the Yankees and Mets. Uh, MLB opens their season April 7th. Mm-hmm. He's, he left open the door for the possibility of changing that private, you know, of a vaccine mandate law. Uh, this Let me tell you morning, something, he, Kev. I'm gonna but tell you this, something. Morning, this morning, he lifted a mask mandate for elementary school kids, uh, years, I think, four and younger, not well, required to wear masks anymore. So those laws are slowly but surely changing. Maybe by the NBA playoffs, it will change in favor of Kyrie. This is going to sound crazy. Maybe it won't sound crazy to you. The best thing that ever happened for Kyrie and Brooklyn's hopes on that was baseball coming back when it is. Oh, because yeah. more pressure with the because Yankees. Because the, the if the if it costs the Yankees, that will change. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about the Brooklyn Nets. If it affected the Knicks, it would have already been changed. That would be my opinion. They're just not the it's 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 a it's the difference between something affecting the 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 Lakers and the Clippers. Like Well, it, it doesn't it affect Aaron Judge. Like isn't yes. he not it didn't he kind of avoid the question about being vaccinated? Yes. <laughs> Look, uh it, it, that thing would that thing would change in a minute. Because the Yan- I'm saying <laughs> the best thing for Brooklyn is that the Yankees are gonna start up. Yeah, April seventh, MLB season begins. Probably yeah, uh, April sixth. Law changes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Let it will benefit Kyrie. Kyrie better start wearing Yankees hats. Uh, I mean, <laughs> around town. Uh, so anyway, we covered the Simmons thing. <laughs> yeah, that's an idea for Kyrie. Free, free idea for Kyrie Irving. Show up to the next uh, Nets game, sitting courtside, Yankees. wearing a Yankees hat. <laughs> There you go. Aaron Judge shirt. <laughs> Judge jersey. <laughs> Other, so Simmons, they're saying they're optimistic it can get him back, but who knows? We covered that. The others that are expected back that could change things, sounds like Curry's going to be okay. You know, all it's it's been very optimistic when they've talked about Curry um, regarding Golden State. Uh, but, again, Anytime there is, uh, you know, it's it's a ligament. And so who knows? Uh, he's got to heal up. But Curry is expected to be able to be available. But not great for any team to, you can just say, hey, plug and play. But, like, you just have not gotten, I know that it should be like riding a bike. With Draymond and Curry and Clay. But damn it, it's gotta be like riding a bike because these guys have not logged any minutes together, Kevin. By the time we get to the playoffs, they they haven't played together and then played together with these other ancillary parts. So we can say, we can act like it's three years ago. It's been a long friggin' time. It's been a long time. Clay's been gone for two years. So I think it's like riding a bike for those guys. Maybe it is. It's going to have to be, though, because we're not going to they're not going to get to play together with these other parts like 
As soon as Clay came back, Draymond was out. And then Draymond came back, and now Curry's out. And they just, they haven't gotten to play. And, you know, you do kind of get in a flow with the other players. And then the other players, now their role changes. Like, that's not the easiest thing in the world um, to change out. Now, all of a sudden, you're a guy that might get 17 shots, and now you're getting nine, you know? And you now are changing roles on the fly. Uh, and again, we just haven't seen them. It's this belief that they're still going to be totally devastating when we see them all together. But, I mean, it's crazy to think. The first time we're really going to see it is probably the playoffs, them being back together. But the news sounds good on him. Gordon Hayward, I read, is actually going to be coming back. I thought the Hayward thing, I thought the, the ship had sailed. But don't look now. Charlotte has been winning games. They're on this win streak right now. They got a big win against the Pelicans last night. And I think they're like two games under 500 uh, without Hayward since he went out. So they, I mean, not great, but not devastatingly bad like they were last year. And they get Hayward back. I think they've had the number one, their defense stinks uh, and is very erratic, but their offense has been. Amazing. Yeah. Bridges, and they get Hayward Bergier, back. Ball. They get Hayward back. I mean, could they? Could they maybe be one of those teams that, you know, puts a fear of God in somebody, can win a couple games, and next thing you know, you're having to play a game six? I don't know. But they clearly were a much better team with Hayward in the lineup. And if he comes back and he's able to contribute, maybe. Maybe. Their offense is great. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Se- has seven games. Just got a contract. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's just really nice to see IT playing at a high level. Shooting 48% from three and four attempts per game. Looking like he's got some spring. He, you know, he's moving quickly, shifty, getting where he wants on the floor, coming off the bench for Charlotte. Did it, has Isaiah Thomas found a, a role? I hope so. I hope so too, man. I and really do. And you know do. what else I hope? Uh, or you know what? Uh, you know what I think they're going to regret? They should have gone out and gotten uh, fortified their front line. You know, might, they might be too soon next year. Just somebody, hopefully. just somebody to give you a chance. Oh, you got Bumley switching shooting hands, which is somebody to give you a chance. As I, mean, I said, oh my god, did I see it shooting that, that left-handed free throw? How about the Eric Collins call when he first did it? <laughs> that was sensational. You've got all these bigs in the East that you got to deal with. And I don't know, man. Like they can torture you. Like your small ball, which can be really, really good, um, can just get torched by it. It just can't hold up to where it's rebounding and that you're not just getting crushed by these guys. Just somebody big that they could have, you know, to to help that front line. That that's what I would think would be a massive Achilles heel for them. Next season. Next season. Yeah. They, they can solve that. Maybe you know, that, so. That's what you that's what you hope. Next season. Yeah. Or the 
This summer for next season. Uh, other guys, Ananobi sounds like a week or two away. So got to figure he'll be back for the playoffs. And that gives mm-hmm. them one of those guys that Nick Nurse will play 45 minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> he got to figure it out. He'll plug him back in. <laughs> Yeah, Ra- Ra- Raptors minutes remain obscene. These guys, <laughs> these guys, are, these guys are going to be so damn tired by the playoffs come around. I mean, they win though. They win. They win yeah, they're games. Good. They're, they're good, man. And but Ananobi can make a big difference for them. I think. Don't you? Oh yeah, of course. He always makes a big difference. O- big difference. OG's defense, his offense is complimentary. He can do a little bit off the dribble for you too. He's developed that in his game. It, it's just. And maybe it, Nick will Siakam. play like eight guys now. Yeah. I mean, with Siakam, Barnes, OG, uh, I don't know. I just, I just love watching the Raptors. We've talked about them a hundred times. For their sure. versatility. Paul George, this whole four-on-four with the assistant coaches and Ty Lue commenting on that, the word getting out about that and whatever. Like, I think, I think we're probably done thinking about Kawhi coming back. No, we're not. Back. We're not. We're not. We're done. not. We're not done. We're not done. No. You think done. they're going to just like shock everybody? It's like, yeah. hey, here come the Clippers and we got yeah, all our guys. I do. I, do. I, I, I've been consistent with this. We talked about it last week with the Skip Bayless. You think they're uh, both report. coming back? I don't know if they're both coming back, but there's been no reason to believe that they're not coming back. Ty Lue, even the other day, is asked and he says he'll keep it open for the possibility of them returning with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So if, if the Clippers or Kawhi or Paul George aren't shutting down the possibility, why would I shut down the possibility when everything I've heard, everything we've seen, every report that we've already read, all indicates that there's at least a possibility that they come back, that there's at least a possibility. And I've been told by people around the league that the plan is, is the hope is, to have those guys back. It doesn't mean that they will come back. Well, man, would that change Everything, because we were just talking about at the beginning of the pod how the West is, you know, looks a lot deeper now. Looks like there could be exactly. some troublesome teams down lower. I mean, if you're Denver and you're playing in the one-off against the Clippers and then they're like, oh, and Paul George is back. It's a different game. If they say Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's back, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> What the F? Well, I mean, the the, the Lou quote, I, I mentioned the other one where he said he won't, you know, he'll keep it open. This is the, the other part of the quote. To hit the playoffs going from zero to 100, that's pretty tough. But if the medical guys say they are cleared and they are able to do that, that is totally up to them. That's my understanding is that the plan and the hope is that they come back. But ultimately, the decision is going to be up to them, the Kawhi, George, the medical guys to determine if they actually do want to come back. Let me tell you something, that, that, that's, that's the position the Clippers will be in in April with those guys. Let me tell you something. As somebody who is a fan of the two seed, that is a effing nightmare. Yeah, it is. The if Clippers you, could very well become the favorites in the West on paper. And if you're that, and, and again, we, we'll see on the medical guys. Who knows if they're playing possum here about all this or not. But, if if you're telling me we should at least leave open the possibility, if you're those guys, wouldn't you sit back and you'd say, 
Phoenix is the one. They're banged up right now. Memphis is the two. They've never won a playoff series. Golden State's the three. They're banged up right now. You know, it's a question mark. Mm-hmm. We could go win the damn. We, 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 we didn't even exactly. play basketball this year, and we could go exactly. win the damn title. Bingo. We exactly. could literally show up, go win the title. That would be exactly. the most bullshit title ever. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know. If, yeah, I mean, if I know, I know ever, what you're saying. If, if, if We would look back in history and be like, wait, what? Yeah. The guy's Kawhi, just played. Kawhi Leonard, like, two games played. like he, <laughs> And he averaged 35 <laughs> points a game in the playoffs. Uh, dude, but, th- like, this is, <laughs> look, if that were to happen, let's say the Clippers Let's say the Clippers got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back, and let's say they win the title. One of the, one, one of the, one of the topics of conversation will be, well, the regular season doesn't matter at oh. all. Guys can come back in April. But that that is going to be one of the reasons why Adam Silver is going to say, this is why we need the in-season tournament Kawhi Leonard. to have something for December. Like that, That's what you're going to see happen. I'm just saying, if the Clippers are in the NBA Finals at the commissioner's press conference that happens before game one every year, you're going to see Adam Silver use this as part of his argument for why the NBA needs an in-season tournament to give meaning and structure to other parts of the season that literally don't matter right now. They don't matter. We just talked about Dallas and Boston. The Clippers would be another team in that conversation where what happened October, November, December doesn't matter. Kawhi, It's a different, it's a different season. Kawhi Leonard is already, he's already without peer when it comes to load management. Oh, yeah. But this would put him, I mean, this is like <laughs> unattainable <laughs> levels. Unattainable. <laughs> unattainable levels that no uh, one would ever surpass. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. What if he just does this for the resume? He just shows up at the end. <laughs> and he just takes load management yeah. to a completely different level that, that, that no one ever even considered was possible. He just says, you know what? I'm not going to do like the Lakers and just dick around and make a mockery of an 82-game season. I'm just not even going to play in it. I'll show up. <laughs> I mean, if you can't respect that, then you can't respect that. What, what, what if what I if really don't give, I don't give a shit about any of these games. <laughs> I play one every three anyway. So I'll be there at the end. Dude, if he shows up like totally healthy right when the playoffs start, that would be the funniest thing I ever. Dude, and there's a real chance. <laughs> what there if is. if Kawhi Leonard has been fine for three months, it would not shock me. I mean, you remember back in January and Chris Haynes reported on <laughs> Kawhi's ACL recovery and said he's doing great. Yeah. He's in the gym dunking and all that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's been doing stuff for a long time now. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Don't overlook that Skip Bayless report. Yeah. All the listeners. I know it's Skip Bayless. I know a lot of people don't, don't he like knows Skip somebody. Bayless. He knows his stuff with Kawhi Leonard. Every, every, everything is pointing in the direction that there's at least a strong possibility that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George return to the Clippers at some point in April and change the complexion of the entire playoff race in the Western Conference. There's a strong possibility of that. Don't, under, don't underrate that chance. That to change dude, everything. Let me tell you something, Kevin. If that dude comes back like a hundred percent, 
<laughs> he's like in the best shape of his life. Yeah, right. And he's been fine for three months. And he was like, I ain't playing in all these freaking games. This is totally fresh. Yeah. Totally this fresh. Is like, this, yeah. Is, this is stupid. Why Why on earth? Like, I, 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 how many times? I've been telling y'all for six years I ain't trying to play in the regular season. I only play when you make me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm a playoff player. And I'll be mm-hmm. there. I'll be there. Just call me. If soon, anybody's going to show up last day and then and then be able to play right away, it's Kawhi Leonard. He's done it his whole career. His whole career. <laughs> I get, you can't count him out. Don't underrate the Clippers. Today's episode of The Mismatch is brought to you by USAA Insurance. When you're a homeowner in the military community, peace of mind is priority. And USAA Homeowners Insurance has the award-winning service to give you just that. They'll help you protect your home and what's inside of it at the high standard their members have grown to expect. If you have to file a claim, the process is transparent and easy. And you can do it all right in the USAA app. And they offer many discounts to help their members save. That could put your wallet at ease, too. Visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more. Eligibility restrictions apply. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. San Antonio, Texas. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid. Featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. One other guy to mention is Jared Allen. Uh, it's a report uh, from Shams that says he's hopeful that he'll be able to return to the floor within the next three weeks. Three weeks? I mean, oh, look, that, that was such a good story. I feel so bad for Cleveland and what they went through, uh, especially with, you know, uh, losing Kevin Love in a tragic accident last night as he attempts to get in LeBron James' way. I mean, that was, was so sad uh, uh, to see that. was very funny. Yeah. Um, that's going to make a hell of a Players' Tribune article. But... Whoo, they um wow it was devastating it was a devastating <laughs> it was did, did you see the lebron quote after the game he says sorry uh, <laughs> well when i turned the corner i looked up i was like please kev just move <laughs> he killed him dude he said he, he said he was, hopes he's hopes he's still invited to his wedding <laughs> i would i would absolutely not invite that guy to my wedding i know that he says oh they're friends that's my boy why'd you do that everybody laughs it off no bro Nobody's going to forget that. that was a and I, I can't, I, how can I be in the same room as you? I know you emasculated me. I mean, Kevin Love's a better guy than I. And Kevin Love deserved that shit last year. He didn't deserve that this year. He wasn't even trying last year. He's been awesome this year. Kevin Love deserved better. Well, one quick thing on Jared Allen. It's great he's coming back. Yeah. I, hope, I hope he's been able to game uh, at home with his fractured finger. He had just purchased, I think, Elden Ring. Before the injury, I hope he's been able to play that game. But with LeBron and the Lakers, he had this other quote last night. He says, I'm literally having the time of my life right now. The game's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> your, your, your face is like, oh, come on. Good grief. That's what your face says right now. That is ridiculous. Well, what's your take on LeBron saying that? Is he changing his mindset? Has he watched all the video of him, you know, hanging his arms? I think somebody... Off and 
Do you think he's changing his mindset? I think somebody uh, told him that he's leading the league in scoring now. Yeah. This is fun again. Yeah. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Andy, that he Andy just passed Carl Malone. Yep. It's been a fun week. Isn't and Russell it re- Westbrook's been good. Isn't it really amazing, though, that he is leading the league in scoring at 37 years old, averaging 30? That's amazing. It's amazing. It truly is. We are. I mean, don't take LeBron James for granted. The fact that we are able to witness this guy. Chris, I'm like 11 years old when I first hear of LeBron James. I'm a little kid. You're still, uh, I don't know, you're probably retired already at the time. It's because of our age difference here. But I was, I, I actually... I mean, I've told this story before. In college? No. The, High school? I think I've told this on the on the on the on the show before. When I first started in radio, I was with an older guy who was a former Notre Dame football coach. And he came on the air one day and said he had this friend who's an assistant coach at Ohio State. And the friend had called him the night before and said, I just saw the best football player I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I remember this story. And it was yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. The guy had gone out to a game and LeBron <laughs> was playing football and the guy was like, this is, this is subhuman. Like, we have to, like, I've, I've never recruited a friggin' <laughs> ninth grader, but this is ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I, so oddly enough, the, I'd first heard about him as a football player. Yeah. So that was right out of college yeah. for me. You were, is, and you were a fetus. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I was just a l- little baby. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, can, can you can, can you imagine LeBron, six foot nine, if he had become an NFL wide receiver? Oh. I'd, I'd love to see an elite-level basketball player, like six eight, six nine, be a wide receiver. Like, we've seen tight ends, Antonio Gates. Have uh, I not told another, you this? Guy. I, can, I can never remember what I've told you or not. Do you know I had an MBG, M- NBA GM tell me that the best receiver they've ever seen was Matt Barnes? Yeah, you told me that before. Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. Evidently, yep. he was like the most yeah. amazing high school yes. receiver. Yes. Yep. Six seven. And so there is your guy. And Matt Barnes told me he thinks about it every single day of his life. I, I remember that, yeah. Remember that? Yep. Who, I mean, Matt Barnes is tall, dude. He's Who's the tallest than wide receiver in NFL history? Herman Tyson Moore. Tyson Burris is tall. Herman Moore. Herman Moore played for the Lions when I was a kid. Calvin Johnson. I think Herman Moore was 6'8", bro. Yeah, the, I, I looked it up. Someone uh, has Harold Carm- Carmichael, 6'8". How old was Herman, or how tall was Herman Moore? I think he was 6'8". He was a giant. Herman Moore was... It's a six four. Are we talking about Same Herman Moore? Same Herman Moore. Herman six, Moore was four? six four, according to Wikipedia and Google. Wow, and this I is always thought misinfor- misinformation right here. No, it might be the Herman Moore must have. Wow, I guess at the time there weren't a Mike bunch of guys Evans six four, very tall as well, six five. Yeah, but I want to, I want to see like a six eight. Six nine receiver. That, that's what I'd love to see. Like, if I had if LeBron had played football, mm. is he unstoppable? Yes, yes. So we talk about some of these guys that could come back. The ones that are not sounds like Jamal Murray. The news is not good. Yeah, a lot, lot of iffy news coming out of Denver with him. You know, it's an ACL. 
he's still really young. You don't want to you don't want to screw around with it. You know? Uh and I'm sure that it feels like one of those where Jamal is probably not gonna agree with the team, but they have been one that has certainly erred on the side of safety. Denver has in the yeah. past. And so bringing him back, like to me, it's like, well, why isn't he back now? And so you're routinely doing checks on these guys and they're holding him out. And then Mike, M- Michael Malone, don't call me Mike, says <laughs> he's not even close. So I don't think we can expect Murray in the playoffs. Not with the not with 10 games left and somebody saying you're not even close. Wiseman sounds like not going to have him in Golden State. We talked about him going down to the G League, but a setback. And so it sounds swelling, like, swelling in his knee. Yeah. So it sounds like no Wiseman. Uh, Lonzo, not great news. They need him in Chicago. And they say you're going to try to like just not have him run for 10 days. I know. Not running at all. That's bad. That's that yeah. does not make you hopeful. Yeah, that that's not. When's the last time you went on a full on sprint, Chris? Uh, more recently than you would think. Yeah, yeah. Play, playing with your son, or were you working out, or what? What was going on? Uh, yeah, probably hey, chasing kids. Okay. Yeah, like chasing kids or like running away from. Do you like kids? running? Like as a workout? I'm not. No, a runner. hell I've never no. Been a runner. I'm not no, a runner. God. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a walker. Do you know I tried that crazy? You know, people were like, uh, you know, uh, when do you get the friggin' runner's high? When does that shit kick in? Because it never <laughs> kicked in for me. There wasn't no high I got. I was like, man, my friggin' shins hurt. My ankles hurt. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. No. I don't yeah, I'm not I, a runner I, either. I don't want to yeah. run. We have, we, we have that in common. Yeah. I ain't trying to. Neither I is wish I, I could. I, I'd I, love. I, I would love if I could be a runner. I see people running the LA I know. marathon. Looks fun. Yeah. I tried to get that high. I didn't get da- it. Da- David, my coworker with the ringer, just completed the LA marathon. Congrats to him. But like, I, I could not do that in my entire lifetime. Even if I wanted to, I don't think I could make that happen. Well, speaking of not running, Zion. Um, it appears we're not going to see him playing for the Pelicans this year at all. The news came down the pipe. Don't expect it. I, I, I don't know what to make of all of it. I really don't, Kevin. It's all so bizarre. We, we went from at the beginning of this, never even knowing he had a surgery. And then it was like, he'll be ready for training camp. And then it was like, he'll be ready for the season. And then it was, he's progressing. And then it was, he's getting a shot. And then it was, he's going to Portland. What reason? Who knows? He's going to Portland. He's rehabbing there. Then it was, he hasn't even like reached out to CJ McCollum. Then it was, oh, he's back. He's back in New Orleans. It's like, okay. When do we get the, he's playing three on three stuff? And just nothing. And then out of nowhere, yeah, he's not playing. We have an article on the ringer.com this morning related to, the Zion topic, the the art on it is a photo of Zion in his warm-ups and a huge shadow behind him. And coming out of that shadow is Herb Jones because the headline is, a bright spot emerges in Zion Williamson's shadow. And it's about Herb Jones and the Pelicans. When he got thrown out last night, this is not great timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it, the timing might not be great, Chris, but but it's an incredibly well-written article by Damian Burchard, uh, who works at the Ringers. First first NBA piece. But yeah, right, Herb Jones, I'll, but no Zion. Let me put on a tinfoil cap. No, wait, wait, no Zion, but we got some good stuff from the Pelicans this year. And guys like Herb Jones, it's been nice to see them develop. The roster's better for Zion whenever he comes back. Hopefully he comes back at some point. Let me put a tinfoil cap on. Okay. So let me just say, I'm putting on a tinfoil cap. Okay. This has absolutely no real substance. Would you believe that Zion didn't want to request a trade? He didn't want that on his he didn't want that on his uh ledger as something that he's done early in his career, a force your way out guy, whatever. But if I told you that his injury is not nearly as severe as one that would make you miss the entire season. Would that shock you at this point? If I told you, like, mm. the guy, he just didn't want to play. He doesn't oh, want to play like, for the like Pelicans. He hasn't saying, wanted to play for the Pelicans, and he didn't yeah, he, want to. Yeah, I, I I don't think it, with the way the NBA is now, I'm telling you, I've got a tinfoil cap on, but, like, why is that? wildly out of the question especially given you gotta go back and look i don't have to be damn matlock to figure this out go back and look none of it makes sense none of it none of it that that's why a team like the knicks time to start tanking games get better draft lottery odds if you're a team like the knicks right now you are only a half game back from the ninth best odds, you are two and a half games back from the eighth best odds with San Antonio. You have a chance to move up and get better odds. And the higher your pick is, the better your chances of reacting to any opportunity that may present itself over the summer, including the tinfoil cap on here. Well, here's the thing: the, the Kev- possibility of Zion being like, and, "I want out," or and- New or New Orleans saying, "We want to flip this injury-prone guy." for one of these other stud prospects at the top of the 2022 draft and try it again. That's what could happen the other side of it as well. Look, I know some people are going to get mad about this, but look, just go hey, back. Pel- Pel- well, listen, one thing. Pelicans fans should not get mad about this. No, go back because, to the timeline. Why, because why, like, the- none of it makes sense. We didn't know about the surgery. And then when we did know about the surgery, so were they just lying? Were they just lying? Whether to sell tickets or whatever. Probably. They, were yeah. they just lying and saying, hopefully, you know, back by training camp, back by the regular season, back by Christmas, back maybe after the new year. I mean, this shot that he got in the foot, oh, he's progressing. Oh, now he's gone off to Portland. Why? Why? Why is he gone off to Portland? I mean, no one's ever made sense of that. But, and then, Th- that's then, not he, then he comes back and not texting CJ McCollum or reaching out to him at all and all that. You know what it reeks yeah. of? It reeks, and, and they're not doing the he could be playing, but he's not playing thing. It it's very Kawhi esque in the With weirdness. His, his last year in San Antonio, yeah, the weirdness of it all. Like then that got to the point where Popovich came out and said, "Are he's cleared to play? Yeah, he Popovich can play. was. Popovich he finally was just had happy. enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Popovich was sick of it. Yeah, he finally yeah. just had enough with it, and no one's ever done that. It's like I mean, I, look, here, here's here's why here's here's why I don't think that's necessarily the case because if you're Zion how could you not look at this roster and think oh I could win with these guys 
How can you really look into that locker room, a lot of your teammates, and say, I can't win with these guys? I mean, the competitor in you with Brennan Ingram, CJ McCollum, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Herb look, Jones. How, how can you not look in that locker room and say, I can't wait to be back? Uh, I mean, I think it's, you know, whatever. It's another coach in another season. You know, he wasn't happy with the Stan Vance experience last year. We had those quotes in the offseason where he went out of his way to say, I want Lonzo back. Him and Ingram both. I want Lonzo back. And I just don't know. It's just all so strange that it's hard to figure. Now, maybe it is all just on the up and up, and this has just been a very weirdly reported serious injury that has caused him to miss an entire season. He's played 85 games in three years. 85. I mean, and there's been no, like, progression of, like, what happened in Portland? What was he doing there? And what was the progression of it? And then, okay, if, if, why was he back? Why'd he come back from Portland? If the rehab wasn't done, whatever he went there, I just, it's all odd. He came back from Portland for them to say he's done? I, I don't get it. Were you getting better in Portland? Is that what, is that what was going on there? He was with the uh, Antifa protests. And now he's <laughs> throwing tomatoes at the courthouse. <laughs> Man, if there was a photo that came out of him throwing a tomato at the courthouse, it'd be amazing. <laughs> All right. Lastly, <laughs> lastly, can you imagine that? Like, so, what, wait, Zion break. holding a tomato? <laughs> no. See him eating one. No, actually, I can't see no, that. No, can't see that either. <laughs> um, look, last thing before we get out of here, we talked about how there's only like 10 games That's left That's what you season. posted the other day. was hilarious. No. Zion. It's so good. We're, uh, Kevin, I've been alerted that we're not allowed to laugh about anything anymore. No, we're not allowed to laugh I don't know about if anything You didn't get the memo. Nothing is funny anymore. As somebody who right now weighs more than I ever have and is currently trying to lose weight, I am also not allowed to laugh at people who are slightly overweight, including professional athletes. Got, is it my for favorite. What, for, for what, what are we re- referring to here, Chris? Yeah, so a guy, listeners who, who yeah, a guy, a guy, a guy tweeted me after I posted the hysterical Zion TikTok that I had seen. Uh, well, what is that TikTok? It was a, it was about the kid that was clapping in his face in, in high, high school, school. That famous yeah. video. And the it little, was the whatever smaller happened. white dude yeah. with Zion. Zion. Zion was skinnier at the yes. time. Much, and it's much like, leaner. whatever happened to this kid? And I'm not going to spoil it for everybody. But it was whatever happened to this kid. And so... It's great video. Um, guy to me said, uh, you know, accused me of body shaming. I hope your kids never have to endure something like this. And it just so happened, my son was sitting next to me. I said, William, if you ever get 200 pounds overweight, like, you got to take this. I'm sorry, brother. You got to take this. Jokes are jokes. But what I've always told you is, if you're going to goof on people, better be able to goof on yourself and take it when people goof on you. Isn't that the best like types of relationships that you it have is. in life? It's, it's your it's friends it where, you can, where you can joke about yourselves with them and they can joke about you. They can joke about themselves. Those are the best relationships that you can ever have in Who your life. Who wants a world where you can't laugh about anything? Yeah. I don't know. 
A lot of lot, uh, there's a, a lot of there's a lot of a very a very in the mud. A, a very small but loud percentage of people on Twitter want that world, Chris. That's right. They're the very, they're the, very small percentage. The stick in the mud gang. The turd in the punch bowl gang. <laughs> they are. Boo to you. We're laughing. You can't stop this train. <laughs> I like to laugh. All right. Enough with this show. Uh, you were wrong. This show was terrible. Yeah. Horrible. You started and you said, I think this is going to be a good one. Wrong again, Kev. Terrible. (laughs) Thank you to our executive producer, Jesse Lopez. As always, Kevin, I'll talk to you on Friday. Uh, Apologies to Pistons fans for not discussing Kate Cunningham today uh, in the Rookie of the Year race. We'll be back again on Friday. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.